0: to yet another episode of Cathode Raycast, the story screen podcast where we get into a television show, whether it be a full series, a season, something that's on right now, something that just aired on Netflix, or something that we absolutely love that's been off the air for a while. I'm your host, Bernadette Gorman-White, and I'm joined by two lovely ladies today, and they are... (laughs) Stamper and Diana DeMiro. All right, so today... We are here to talk about Freaks and Geeks. Yeah! We all love it. (laughs) We do. We're all super into it. I'm super excited to talk about it. Uh, Quick little recap of Freaks and Geeks. It aired in 1999. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. I didn't remember that. It's weird, right? Yeah. I I didn't realize it was that long ago.
0: (laughs) And it's also strange to me because when you watch it back now, mm. you don't really have the understanding that it aired in 99. You're like, oh, this aired in 1980. Yeah. Because it takes place in 1980. It's got that feel. Yeah, it definitely so, does. Yeah. The way it shot. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it follows a group of high schoolers, three freshmen, five juniors, seniors.
1: I don't know. That's a good it's question. never
0: really. I don't know if they're a mix
1: or yeah, they could be juniors. And or seniors Right It could be both Yeah, because Lindsay's just the older
2: sister Right We know that mm-hmm. Yeah Sam is a freshman Right Yeah, but mm-hmm. we don't know Lindsay and I guess I always freaks. assumed they
1: were seniors Yeah I had two older sisters And we used to joke around that My oldest sister was the freak And Gabby was the geek Because they were <laughs> the same They were four years apart So Oh, that's kind cool. of that same attitude Of like Being low on the totem pole While your sister is like the cool senior yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Aww.
0: and yeah, I think uh, this is a show, especially since this is an episode where we're talking about a show that's been off the air for a decent amount of time. I think yeah, it's I was okay just googling to just was get in into the it.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm not sure. I'm not sure when I know, it actually aired. Like,
1: yeah. Well, I think. Um, so I don't. I don't know that I watched all of it when it originally was on tv i know mm-hmm. I, I watched some of it mm-hmm. but i remember talking to mike or maybe another friend about it and how it originally um didn't air in order or like that mm-hmm. they aired some of the the later episodes initially without airing the pilot mm-hmm. and how like correct then it got like not well received because people were confused and then i was like why the hell would they do that and I then know. later re-watching it when it came out on DVD and I was like, oh, this is so much better because mm-hmm. you can watch it in the order that they made it. Yeah, because yeah,
2: apparently they didn't air three out of the episodes. Right, right. right. And one of the ones that I think is pretty crucial for the the freak plot line yeah. is um, the dynamic growing between Lindsay and
1: yeah. Kim. Kim Kelly is my friend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when I, I, was I was reading one about of the that ones. episode. They were like, oh, it's a little too risque.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, how? How so? Just I mean, because, now,
1: modern day, I doesn't suppose. seem so much. But yeah, back then, right. like, the idea of like drinking and sex and parents that kind of suck.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think it was so important to understand Kim and understand why Kim is... A bitch. Right, (laughs) right. And why she's a bitch towards Lindsay, especially because she's been using Lindsay as the scapegoat to her parents and then maybe envious or just like jealous of any girl that comes into the clique. She's sort of
1: weirdly jealous, but then once they're friends, she's solid.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You want to be on Kim's...
1: Side. Because she's shit. loyal. Holy shit, to Rashida a Rashida Jones in that episode? I completely <laughs> forgot that was her. Who, Karen? Woo! You're dead, dad, Karen. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, Well, the man. sucking of the thumb, it's like, what the hell was she thinking? Oh, man. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, Busy Phillips was just meant to be a side character as Kim Kelly. And she was so good in the pilot that they're like, oh, we have to write her into this show. Because I guess apparently the original intent was for Lindsay and Daniel to end up together.
1: Well, they definitely hint at that in the beginning, or at least that she has a crush on him for sure.
0: But then once they realized how good Busy Phillips was as Kim,
1: they were like, oh, okay, well, we'll write in this whole Nick. Sideline character I think um, Yeah And some of those Are my favorite points And I I like the fact That like Daniel and Kim Work out their shit You know It's kind of great Like you're like He's kind of a dirtbag And then you're kind of like Oh wait He comes over And he's like I'm not going anywhere (gasps) I know it's like I didn't how can you do say anything, no to that? and then you're like, whoa. Oh my I know. God. And then, then like whoa, the family the son, is like, Let's leave them alone. You know. Like-
2: <laughs> the scene where the mom's like, we deserve to see a happy ending. And, then and they're she like, open the door. I know. Yeah. It was
1: so intense. I love the parents so much. Oh my yes. gosh.
2: <laughs> Harkens back to such a you know, gentle, kind of naive time where the parents I mean, that whole family. They're like the true, weirs, true baby
1: weirs. Weirs. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: And, um, you know, through Lindsay, especially, we see this other kind of really rugged side that's right. coming out. Um, I mean, I'm sure it was always there, but especially in the 80s when people were more open and experimenting and kind of past this age of, you know, the age of love and blah, blah, blah. And like right. going right into, I mean, it really is um, a coming of age story in a lot of ways. Totally in this weird cusp of, you know, what was considered proper, which you see in Lindsay and Sam's parents, and then kind of just this, like, whatever sort of age. hmm And what I read, too, about the pilot was that um, they weren't originally going to add in the fact that Lindsay was the only one who was with her grandmother when she passed. Oh, yeah. And, you know, because during the first episode, we do get, we do get um, the idea that Lindsay was a really great student, and she's kind of she, not sure yeah, if she wants to continue the, Yeah, yeah. mentally and she, now she's just like, I don't know, I don't I don't care. Why and, should I care?
1: Right. And that makes more sense when you've had loss like that yeah. or been scared the shit out of seeing somebody else die. The, or Yeah, you know, you're sort of like, What does it all matter? <laughs> like that is very real.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, Lindsay's talking to Sam and she says, I asked grandma, Do you see a light? Do you see heaven? And the grandma says, There's nothing. Yeah, I don't want to go, and so you know that's such an amazing point to jump off, and in, in understanding Lindsay's character and right. how she's
0: developing and how she's experimenting totally. with all these things. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of time when rebellion is written into television or film, especially when it's a high school that's rebelling, there's not much of a reason. It's, right. yeah, it's very so true, unbelievable. So right. true. Like, oh, they just have hormones. Yeah. And this is what's happening. And like, so it's true. Exactly. Injury. Yeah.
1: Oh my
2: God. Yeah. Frontal uh, lobe isn't fully developed.
1: The thing, <laughs> the thing I love about Lindsay, too, is like um, her heart is in the right place, but she mm-hmm. doesn't always do the best thing. Like, right. the I love in the pilot episode where she's like trying to explain to the one kid who's like, I'm not retarded, I'm special. And she's like, no, they're making fun of you. And she ends up like creating this like terrible, awkward situation (sighs) where she thinks she's like sticking up for him, but she ends up just like kind of ruining it. And and then the other kid who was joking around with him is like, oh, yeah, I'm the jerk. You know, Like so it's kind of like this weird learning curve where she's trying to sort of stick up for people like she's sticking up for her little brother sometimes, but then other times is like. Wanting to be cool, wanting to be different, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's more realistic. I feel like totally. You know, like, you're like, yeah, this is this is good, but it's not always going to work out the way you want it to.
2: Oh my god, and it, it's so yeah.
1: it speaks
2: so much to the high school experience yeah, and how totally. things can be misconstrued and how oh, yeah. things can be spoken about in the halls, and all of a sudden you are pinned to the wall as one thing. Totally, and you are trying to be something entirely different. Yeah, and. Y-
1: you. Poor Sam. Oh
2: God! <laughs> Poor Sam. He's just figuring it out. No yeah. armpit
1: hair. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. You know. Oh, little pigmy Sam. I know. <laughs> I when we were. Um, I was pigmy. I was rewatching pigmy? some of the episodes, and I was like, I love Bill. I wish I was more like Bill, uh, but in reality, I know I'm more like Sam. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike just started laughing at me. He's like, oh, yeah, you are that face. Uh. <laughs> like, anytime he's giving that, like, stink face to Lindsay, where Which it's just like, like Ugh. all the time. And oh I'm like, God. oh, yeah, I did that to my siblings all the time. Where I'd be like, stop giving, stop acting like you're so much cooler than me. <gasps> like, why are you being a jerk? Why didn't you stick up for me at school? You yeah, yeah. I mean? yeah mm-hmm.
2: like, you know, kind of like pulling out of, yeah. like, this verse, this universe. And yeah. that actor who plays Sam. He's so cute, he's now. He's so. Well, I. So I saw now. that movie Waiting <laughs> oh, prior gosh. to seeing Freaks and oh. Geeks, and he's the boy, or, you know, the new employee he's who's being trained, oh, yeah. and that's the face. He <laughs> holds that face the entire time, like, just this quizzical, like, what's what that really fuck, something smells, you yeah. know, all this culmination of, yeah. like, what? Sort of look on the face, and he's had that since he was a kid. <laughs> <I>
1: just- <laughs> I just love how like Monster Tall he grows to be in real life later True, yeah. compared to how shrimpy he is Pigmy, yeah. there. Oh man, <laughs> so good. Yeah. I but love yeah. yeah, I love all the geeks. The geeks are so yeah. good. I love but all of them.
2: Bill's got to be Bill's my, my fav- favorite. He's a spirit animal of some sort. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: Bill- <laughs> oh absolutely. Bill is by far my favorite. But but yeah, like I was like I was thinking earlier. I was like, oh, there's definitely times where I identify with all of the geeks. Totally. Not necessarily in favorable lights. Where you're like, oh yeah, I've done that. <laughs> I've been there. Oh, I've been like, I wanted to be cool, and then that did not work out. No. You know, like- oh, God. <laughs> it's awesome though. <laughs>
0: And I, I think the Bill character speaks to us maybe or just speaks to people in general. Because even in his own group, he's the one that gets like kind of made fun of, like, by, he does. Two by yeah. Sam and
1: Neil, But he's so also like this is really not cool. Un- yeah. He's, but he's really unapologetic. <laughs> he doesn't care. Which I love. Yeah. He's like,
0: cool. You yeah. guys yeah. think this is lame?
2: You're wrong. He's yeah. like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. He's like <laughs> totally unaffected. I'm gonna watch Dallas.
1: Whatever. Right. You know, like oh my it's God. so
2: good. <laughs> I love when <laughs> So my brother was a no, wait. When I was younger, we went to this restaurant, I can't remember what it was, and my brother ordered ice cream and it came in one of those plastic baseball cap looking things. Oh yeah. And so that episode where Bill is hiding <laughs> in the bedroom during like the fake Kegger watching oh, drinking, Dallas drinking the real drinking beer. Out of it's so Oh good. my god, it just like I mean this the show really is so nostalgic. It's and so it brings good. back so much about my personal experience yeah. and oh,
1: which is great because I mean none of us were that age during those years, but right. we still mm-hmm. identify with both of the ages of the characters. Totally, which is awesome. That's why yeah, it's a great show. It's totally. got an awesome cast.
2: Mm-hmm. And I really did appreciate it being set in the '80s, which is like you said, a time where we weren't like necessarily like at that period in our lives but the way that they handled the costuming oh yeah the setting it was so subtle but so real because when i rewatched it i was thinking wow this is like the perfect culmination of that 70s show meets my so-called life yeah uh-huh. for the comedic slash like the wonder dramatic, <laughs> dramatic totally <laughs> but it's like you know, with that seventies show it was almost cartoonish it to a degree. Oh it
0: absolutely yeah. And it is. then,
2: you know, my soul called life is super almost too dramatic. Yeah, it
1: takes itself very seriously. Yeah.
2: And this was just Which like Which I wow. love too, but that's oh, different. For yeah, yeah, for its own reasons and this was just like the perfect marriage of the two. Plus it was like
1: sort of before we started getting way more 80s nostalgia in Mm -hmm. television and movies. Whereas like now I think of, okay, stuff that happens in this is sort of replicated in things like Stranger Things now or just different character plots where you're like, okay, they're going to reuse that. Why not?
2: Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. A lot of wholesome plots, you know, like moral to the story sort of plots, which I always appreciate. Totally.
0: Mm -hmm. I do like that. Yeah, as it does speak to its time, nothing's overstated. And yeah, when you're watching it, the music isn't like, oh, I remember this from the 80s. It's more of like, oh, this melds perfectly for this scene. Yeah. It's not meant to be like There's a some really catch music. your attention yeah, type like of moment. Super like, look, '80s. look at us make this callback. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, it just blends so seamlessly. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, yeah. but that said, the pilot episode, I do love the end with Sticks, yes. Come Sail Away. It's so good. Yes. It's so good having Lindsay watch her brother dance and like be all cute.
2: Yes, like a homecoming dance. Yeah, because mm-hmm. he's like
1: afraid to dance during a fast song, and then he's just having fun. And I was yeah. like, this is so good. So
2: good. <laughs> and so many cringy moments, the, you know, too. It's like, oh my god, I'm going to dance ball. too.
1: Dude, the dodgeball, the, ball, hell
2: was the dodge, dodgeball about the dodgeball you know, sequence was that ever acceptable. I lived that. <laughs>
1: Same. I, I was that kid mm-hmm. being like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! I'm the last I one. Know. Why didn't I get hit earlier?" God, <laughs> I always had
0: glasses. And so oh. I always was like, take me out now. I yeah. don't have to be wearing yeah. my glasses all day. Yeah. Just hit me. I always looked. <laughs> just get me out. Please. I always I'll looked you, like I was Patrick. slightly
1: more athletic than I actually was. So then I would just be like, it'd be prolonged pain. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Where I'd be like, no. And then eventually I'd be like, I'm wheezing. I got to go to the nurse. Yeah. Because <laughs> I wasn't allowed to carry my inhaler back then. You had oh, to go man. get it at the, yeah, nurse's, the nurse's office. office. Yeah. Oh my God. So I was like. VIP over there because yep. I went there too. <laughs> I went there like every gym class. I'd be like, okay, I'm wheezing. Help Mr. Me. Ross would
0: be like, all right, go.
1: Oh my god, get out of here. Oh but wait, so
2: that could easily be a moment from the show, right? Oh, yeah. totally. I'm like yeah. immediately thinking of a time that we were just like, my mom made me the salad. This is in middle school. My mom made me the salad, and she had chopped up pieces of salami and put in the salad. Oh, and it's stinky. <laughs> well, that wasn't the issue. The issue is I had gym immediately afterwards. Oh no. We had like a warm up session and I started like dry heaving. And then the coach comes over and she's like, Are you okay? It's like slow mo. And I projectile oh vomited my onto her shoes. Oh man. Clutch my mouth, go running into the bathroom. I'm so embarrassed. Everyone oh obviously knows. She pulls me to the side afterwards. It's like, Are you okay? And I was so embarrassed. I was just like, Just telling her yeah. how I was so ashamed. Right half the kids thought it was me. You know, <laughs> it's like, oh my God, that would be such a, like a, a geek Sam yeah. moment, you know, it's like, God, I like, why did that happen? We
1: Can we just tell them it was you? Yeah. <laughs> I know, I was like, let's that just let be that great. be a thing. There Thank were so you. many of the, the gym class moments that I definitely identified more so with like my elementary school education, because I feel like back then it was like, Not less politically correct, but slightly, you know, so I had an awesome gym teacher that was like six foot two or something like that. So compared to like elementary school, age, he's giant and he used to scare the crap out of us and he would set up like an obstacle course in the gym for us every year, at least once a year that he referred to as the WIMP test and he would try and make it. So in theory, this was good. He'd try and make it so that everyone failed Really? So so you're all
0: wimps. So you're all wow. wimps. And then he
1: would tease all of us. But in, but inevitably, there'd be like trying to climb across this cargo net and being like, I'm going to die. And, I, <laughs> and so, like, all of them trying to climb ropes and stuff on the show, I was yeah. like, oh, I get this. Yeah, probably. <laughs> or, like, you know, we never had a shower at school. But Mm-mm. in elementary yeah, school, same. if I had had to do anything like that, I'm sure I would have been just as freaked out. I've been like, no way, no one's yeah, seeing me naked. No, no way. No way. It's like too much.
0: Yeah. In my school system, sports were like a big deal. Everyone did sports. And so I did all of the sports. I tried my hand at all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I definitely played softball one year, was continually put into the outfield. Maybe didn't get off the bench. Yep. Maybe never hit. And yeah, that episode where Bill was like, just give me a chance. Yeah. Give me a chance. Right. Because my mom would always say, they're kids.
1: Let yeah. them have fun. Yeah. Totally. This isn't
0: like the World Series. Yeah. Yeah. Even Let her play a second base.
1: Let her do yeah. something else. Even in college, I was like that because I played soccer for like a year or two in college. But mm-hmm. we were like Division three. We weren't good. We were like Bad News Bears soccer. <laughs> but I never got to play. I would like be like... Running to the point that I was going to puke at practice. Oh, but then yeah. I'd be like, just fucking let me play. We're already losing. What's the yeah. difference? Like, yeah. let me play. Right. So then eventually I quit because I, I was just like, well, this is no fun. So I went and like played rugby because it was a club and you didn't have to be good. Yeah. <laughs> and it was fun. And it was fun. It was way more fun. So, <laughs> But yeah, it's the same idea. It's like either sports professionals or parents that are coaches, they take the fun out of certain things because they make it so much more competitive. Yeah, because they're so anal.
2: Yeah, and totally. they're the competitive ones. Totally. It's crazy. Forget about crushing a child's spirit, you know? It's like, <laughs> I want to win! It's like, but speaking about, like, the political correctness or the lack thereof when yeah. you were younger, I mean, you do see a lot of that in this show, hearkening back to, you know, well, you throw, like, a girl, blah, totally. blah, 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 if that's totally. a terrible thing. And, and re-watching this, because even... I don't remember how long ago I watched it when it was all up on Netflix or whatever back in the day, and I was able to watch it, like, just binge it, you know? Right, It didn't hit me so hard as it did watching it these past few weeks where, you know, I've noticed how the girls are treated versus the boys and how it's very gender-specific. It is. And the masculine versus the feminine. And just, like, the bullying, too. It's like, wow. I mean, that did strike a chord in me, but just – I'd like to think, I mean, obviously we're not in high school anymore, but yeah. I'd like to think that people these days, youth these days are more accepting just because there's representation in the media and there is this idea of like fluidity. You don't have to be like full on machismo masculine. Right. And even if you're not, you're not going to be called a girl like it's a negative thing. Right. So that was something that I, I kept picking up on and I kept taking notes on. I was like, okay, this was definitely, you know, a while ago. Yeah. This was a while ago, where that soapbox for that yeah. hadn't even really been created yet or built yet.
1: The interesting mm-hmm. thing, too, if if you think about it in that term, is that, like, so, like, when I was rereading, like, IMDb and looking at all the writers and all the people on the show, you know, you have this cast of actors that go on to become these really famous comedians. Mm-hmm. But then you also have... um All these writers and producers that go on to make these huge comedies. But, like, one of the biggest is Judd Apatow, Mm -hmm. executive producer. And I feel like he has received quite a bit of criticism, whether you think it's merited it or not, as coming off as kind of sexist. Mm. Or, like, as his humor about women not being on point um, and being kind of, you know, certain characters coming off as like shrewish or Mm. not nice or like not having a sense of humor which i have definitely had times where i've been like yeah no this is not good but then all of these actors that he met on this show that are in some of those movies are still awesome so it's like it's sort of a mixed bag um like one example i can think of is, is that movie knocked up Did you Mm -hmm. guys see that? Oh, absolutely, So, like, there was, like, a shitload of not good feedback about how Katherine Heigl's character is portrayed in that movie versus Seth Rogen. But, you know, it's sort of like, okay, you know, you kind of – some of that might be because of the people that made the show. Some of it might be Mm -hmm. because of the time period when it was made. Yeah, And those jokes were more acceptable then. Yeah. But like you said, I hope for the better that things are changing.
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. because right now we're looking through a scope where we're – at this point, where that's no longer tolerated,
1: right? Mm-hmm. But the so. thing I do like is that the the showrunner Paul Feig or Feig. Do you I, know I'm how not sure say? it's
0: F E I G. <laughs> do you typically pronounce the second? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So because, Feig
1: but, Feig Feig. Sh- shout out to <laughs> Feig. <laughs> shout Feig? out to Dan Feig. Feig if you're listening, because that's how you say his name. Feig. But I don't know if it's the same. But uh, right. But like he made bridesmaids. He made the heat. Mm -hmm. He wrote a lot of episodes for Arrested Development and The Office. Uh, I feel like he's done a lot of humor for women that is funny and is good. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of like, oh, this was his baby. I'm kind of awesome that that worked out for him. Mm. Yeah, it's kind
0: of strange because looking at Judd Apatow's work, who I still very much appreciate and enjoy as creator and director. But yeah, I feel like this was a time... Sometimes gender blind can be used in a negative term. Right. But I feel like he was much more gender blind for Freaks and Geeks. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the older he got, the more he became like fixated on this is how a woman acts. Right. Which is so strange to
1: me. She's keeping the man down. Yeah. Whereas like in this show, you know, definitely Kim Kelly is a great character. Oh my God. Lindsay is a great character. Like they're fleshed out. Right. they strong, the,
2: independent, yeah, smart. Fully realized. Like,
1: even the fringe characters like Millie are awesome. Yeah. Because they're unapologetic. You know, they have their own quirks.
2: They are who mm-hmm. they are unabashedly. Yeah. Totally. And, you know, in thinking about how you mentioned uh, The Office and uh, uh, Bridesmaids. Yeah. All the characters, male or female, are kind of, like, self-deprecating. Yeah. <laughs> so there is, yeah. like, equality. Yeah. And anything imposing in regards to roles are from an outside source. Sure. And so from our perspective, the point of view, looking at these individuals, you know, bringing that notion back to Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. We're looking at it from the realm of, you know, we are we're, we are the kids. And anything imposing is either from, like, the bullies or kind of, like, the parental sure. outside uh, tier okay. of mm-hmm. how we're being... Um, perceived because when I watch this, I kind of feel like I'm going through it with them too. You know? Yeah, definitely. I feel like Lindsay is such a relatable character too. Not that I was ever a mathlete, but just like that yeah. <laughs> questioning of what um, I should be doing, yeah, where I should be
0: going,
1: or like, and oh, why you can't be both. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or you know, yeah, you're like, hey, I want to be friends and be cool, but I don't want to cheat on shit, right? Or like where where you draw your own personal lines about stuff and right. Then, how that affects how other people see you right good or bad i just remember
2: there's one scene where um the doorbell rings and it's night and the dad turns to lens and he's like i'll get the door it's dark out there and you're a girl (laughs) (laughs) i was just like okay dad yeah like
1: like, fuck off like he's very he's he's almost like comically 50s style totally totally um, I think the a mom lot too. of
0: the comments that are said like that, like, well, you throw, like, a girl, or yeah. you can't open the door because it's dark out, I do think that those lines are not great, and, you're, like, you're supposed to believe, like, ooh, that's a character flaw. Yeah. Not, right. like, t- taken seriously. Yeah. Right, you know? no, right. yeah. That's totally. problem. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. <sighs> Harold Weir. (laughs) I find it so strange when I watch it that he owns a sporting goods store. Totally. I'm like, how did you get this job? Yeah. Yeah, He's non-athletic. He's just just like, yeah, he's always
2: kind
1: of like borderline grumpy, always strict. I love all his stories where the the outcome is the person just died. Yep. Always. You know what happened to them? They died. They're dead.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So-and-so died on the toilet. Yeah. (laughs) So funny. What a way to go. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. And um, in regards to that, too, just um, those parents, how opposite the parents are. You know, the mom is super sweet and, you know, more or less feminine and bakes cookies to answer the door for Halloween.
1: Um, That episode kills me because my mom loves Halloween and I've definitely had not Halloween, but... You know, moments when you realize you hurt your mom's feelings yeah. and you didn't mean to, or you just know you just dis- yeah, yeah, you just disappointed them, and you were like, "I suck," and <laughs> you feel so bad, and then you're trying to backpedal, make up for it, and you're like, "Nope, I ruined it. Oh, I'm no longer the good kid." <laughs> I've definitely had a couple of those moments with my mom. So. Yeah,
2: I think it's a <laughs> it's always going to be a daughter mother dynamic. Yeah.
0: Yeah. it's tough, super tough. Yeah. Yeah, when I was growing up, raised by a single mom, and I was the oldest kid of four, I definitely was like the straight A's and all this other stuff. And I feel like I was Lindsay who didn't get to fully break into the freak scene. Yeah. Because all of my friends would go to parties and Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And if I went, I'd say, I can go. But on these terms, I have right. to be back by 11 p.m. Ah. Someone's going to have to leave this party to take me home. Right. And people would just be trying to have a fun time. And I'd be like, it's 1030. We have to leave. Uh. <laughs> so I was like a good mixture of Lindsay and Millie. Right. It was okay. like, that's cool. Not quite branching out into yeah. the freaks. Like I hung out with a lot of people <laughs> who did things. But I was like, Mm-mm. Yeah. my mom says like, I can't do that. I'm mm-hmm. not going to risk getting in trouble. I never took the risks until I was, like, in college, and then I was like, oh, okay,
1: I can do these things now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I was definitely, like, a good blend of Bill and Sam.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I have to listen to these children.
1: Where uh, I, you know, like, we'll, too, for we'll, sure. we'll get to talking about the peanut episode, because uh. I've lived that. But, like, <laughs> definitely, yeah, the dodgeball, the, like, not, you know, being a little bit of a late bloomer with certain mm-hmm. things, being compared to your older sibling. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I did not have though is like, I feel like with the parents, Sam's mom is so like, oh, your body's beautiful. Mm. You should. I didn't get a lot of that mm. at my house. <laughs>
0: it's yeah. Lindsay, sort of like... tell your brother he has a beautiful
1: body. Oh boy. Oh Good boy.
0: God. How does a parent,
2: regardless of what generation you come from, not understand how unbelievably weird that is? It's
0: like, <laughs> never do that. Never ever do that. <laughs> Sam. You have a beautiful body. You're an Adonis. If you were my brother. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. my <laughs> God. <laughs> oh,
2: God.
0: <sighs> yeah. Oh, yeah, one of the best scenes in the show. Sam's <laughs> <laughs> just sitting there like, oh, no. So oh, awkward. God. Please make it stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the
2: <love> of God. <laughs> no, I mean... I was, I'm the oldest sibling Mm -hmm. and then I had my younger brother. So it was definitely, and my brother is, um, three, three years and a couple of months younger than me, but he was four years younger than me in school. Mm. And so it was a lot of, you know, me having to protect him or me having to fight his battles. And, you know, I use having with quotes just because that's how I felt. Right. And at the time, maybe that was true. He did definitely come into his own. And I, um, really, um associated with Lindsay due to that kind Mm -hmm. of duality of wanting to be the good girl and then kind of like falling in with a certain crowd that are all really good people at the core right? and maybe aren't accepted, um, you know, by parental figures or by society as a whole. Totally. Um, And like you, Bernadette, I didn't really try stuff until I went to college. Like I never smoked the reefer until I went away to college and it was one of those situations where I, when I heard about my friends in high school doing those things, yeah, I kind of was like, what, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Yeah. And I was the one, not necessarily scolding, but I was the one bringing up the question like, why are you doing this?
1: This isn't good. Blah, I was blah, blah. always paranoid about getting caught doing things. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and getting in trouble. I was the youngest, so I definitely kind of more identified with the like, you're not cool,
0: you know, to your, <laughs>
1: to your older sibling being yeah, like, you know. You're being a jerk. <laughs> and them being pissed at me, but, you know, or them joking around that they were like, you're like a 40-year-old in a nine-year-old's body. <laughs> you're I mean, making me this way. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, just how many times they, they sometimes say it as a good thing, but sometimes not. You know? like right. It's
2: just like... <laughs> well, that's that whole episode with yeah. the, you know, Sam and his buddies switching
1: out the keg. Totally. I definitely oh never did God. anything like that, but I... Man, that was a funny episode. <laughs> I love that episode,
2: and I love Millie going, "I'm flying high, and I'm not on anything. I'm having more fun than all of you."
1: <laughs> and everyone's just like, "I love playing the Jesus is it. just all right oh, with God, me it's on the So piano. great, it's love, so great. I love Nick. <laughs> uh-huh. Jason, I, he's like, like, come on, everybody. Yeah, of all that crew of actors, Jason Siegel's is my favorite by far to like continue on. Yeah,
2: I yeah, like, I think so. I feel like
1: he's his career is my favorite to watch. Although they're all really funny, so mm-hmm. great. Yeah, I, I mean, I do love um, the actor that plays Bill,
0: Martin Starr. Martin yeah. Starr.
1: He's pretty great in his like adult gray year roles. Yeah,
2: I'm trying to think <laughs> what else he's done because I've definitely seen him as an adult. Have
1: you seen um, Adventureland? He's in that. Okay. He's in Silicon Valley. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. I did watch that for a little bit.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's a lot of bit characters in various Judd Apatow stuff. Mm. But, uh...
2: He does kind of, like, just the way he looks, he has to kind of fill this very niche role in a way. Totally.
0: Yeah, it's just so funny that he was kind of, like, obviously the quintessential geek in this show. Oh, yeah. But then growing up, he, like, kind of got pigeonholed into the stoner jesus role yeah <laughs> so good though he is he's
2: so, so good. good but
1: then you know james franco too he's just like yeah super stoner
2: all throughout the career Seth Rogen, yeah. too. oh my god i feel like
1: jason siegel that's probably what he actually was like at that point <laughs> i don't know yeah. if he's changed but he just knows how to act like yeah. that yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> but man so funny yeah just like even the intro of the show with the school photos where he just looks super stoned. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, oh, yeah, that might be real. Okay. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> Actually, probably very. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny to think that, yeah, at this point, this was like all of their first big breaks. Yeah. And they were relatively old for the fact that most kids now get into the business when they're like 11, 12. 13, mm-hmm. That's true. And they were all like 18, 19, 20 getting into the business. But yeah, it's incredible how good they are and at such an early age. Yeah, so believable.
2: There was never a moment where I felt pulled out like I was a viewer right. watching an actor. Right. They are very much just those characters. They are they are those characters. They're, mm-hmm. you know, the kind of like rugged, stoner, sarcastic. You know, I love Seth Rogen, uh, his character, how he's just always just... Super dry and as if it yeah, he was he's kind too of cool to he's be kind there. Of mean in the beginning, but he yeah. softens up over the series, yeah yeah, and just watching because uh, in, in in groups of friends, you kind of always have that yeah, I don't want to use the word token, but like kind of like those token characters in that group of group of friends so it was really nice to rewatch because I I think I don't know if I said, but it was like maybe seven years ago or so that I watched it for the first time ever mm-hmm. yeah, so oh
0: yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't know if you guys felt this way in high school too but you do kind of get this role that you fill in your friend group and mm. then you feel like you have to fulfill this role at all times yeah. or else you'll get cast out of your friend group. oh my
2: god totally and
0: that's when i watched this show i was like oh all these people kind of like made themselves act this part because without this part who would they be They lose their identity if they're not, like, the dry and sarcastic guy in the group. Right, right. Or the the softy, but who happens to be a stoner. Right. And the hard edge, like, Daniel's character. Like, if you start to be not that person, do you still fit in? Do you still have a space in this group of friends? Totally. And it's fun seeing people wrestle with that on a television show because that's never brought up, I think, typically. Yeah. In a lot of teen dramas – I think they say, like, this person is this way, but you never see them personally dealing with, oh, this is my label. This is why I'm a part of this group. Right.
2: I mean, I really, when we got deeper into certain characters, like the, the episode with Kim and then finding out more about Daniel's character, too, mm-hmm. and, like, you know, their family lives. Um, I'll never forget, I was at an assembly one day in high school, and it was kind of like a bullying um, you know, like an anti-bullying assembly. And the speaker got up and talked about the story having gone to another school. And um, this one boy was bullied because he would come in every day wearing the same outfit. And every day he grew dirtier and dirtier and kids were just like relentless, you know, in the lunchroom, especially to the point where he no longer wanted to eat in the lunchroom. And nobody knew that the reason he wasn't changing his clothes was because his mother was in the hospital on her deathbed And right after school, the father would pick him up and bring him to the hospital. And he would stay there until he couldn't anymore, go home, and just start the day all over again, you know? And it's so important to remember that everyone is going through their own stuff. Right. Their own struggle constantly. And we're not screaming it at the top of, you know, the mountain. Um, We're sometimes dealing with it very quietly and trying to just live the best we can and we should be very kind to one another and then you know with characters like like kim and daniel they kind of turned around and decided well fuck you i'm gonna be as loud as i can be i'm gonna be somewhat angry sometimes sure um because things aren't how i want them to be but i also don't want to be seen as vulnerable and Mm -hmm. i don't want you to judge me so i'm going to i mean especially with kim just how she's very abrasive outside outwardly but then when you get that glimpse of how her home life is and how chaotic it is and how you know tumultuous it's like a pressure cooker and poor Lindsay being put in that situation where she has to lie and totally I couldn't believe I the mother it with not
1: being a good liar
2: yeah oh yeah <laughs> but then you know we as the viewers soften towards Kim oh, oh totally oh my god that's exactly right yeah, yeah. so Ugh.
1: I also like how um You know, it's Kim, the girl character, that is being the biggest bully and being really abrasive and, like, doing a lot of things that you would normally see a teenage boy character be doing. True. So in that regard, yeah, it's, like, less gendered. It's definitely a little bit more equal opportunity. Because in my mind, I was like, wow, I don't remember girls being so, like, physically bullying when Mm -hmm. I was younger. To me, it was more like girls talking to each other about you but the boys were more physical getting into scuffs or picking on other boys. Um, which was funny because then, you know, talking to some other friends, I've had other friends be like, Oh no, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) that was not my experience. The girls were really mean. And I was like, Oh shit. You know? Yeah. (laughs) So everybody has a different experience at that point where they've had somebody pick on them. And then you're kind of like, why are you always picking on me?
2: Yeah. Lay Mm -hmm. off. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's so true to bring up, the gender uh aspect of it and because i didn't even think about it until you brought it up that kim is very physically aggressive she is yeah but yeah the the sorts of girl that girls that i had dealt with in like middle school especially that was when it was like really like lord of the flies for me was in middle school me too um and then in high school it was like there were so many people that you you could blend it a little more yeah and you just found your group group, you know but Mm -hmm. yeah i never dealt with very physical girls it was always just like The chit chatting behind the back and blah, blah, blah. I had one
1: time in middle school where I was about to get beat up by a group of girls. Really? But I had an older girl that I had gone to summer camp with kind of step in and be like, Yeah, just leave her alone. It's fine. Awesome. And I was like, Thank God. Thank you. I was like, Sweet Jesus. I'm like, I
0: don't understand what's happening. Yeah. I used to ride the bus. Frequently, I was a bus rider. And oh, same. I, mm-hmm. the, the buses, it, like, the back of the All bus. terrible things oh, happen. It's yeah. horrifying. And, uh, yeah, there were a couple girls older than I, Brandy and Jill, and they used to be really good friends. And then someone started dating someone's ex-boyfriend or, mm-hmm. I don't know, something. And I remember Jill just, like, verbally being abusive to Brandy. Yeah. And it was, like, the third day in a row. And I was like, Jill, just, like, calm down. Like, what? <laughs> What's gonna come of this? And she like got all up in my face. She's like, I'm gonna kick your ass. Exactly. Raise your voice again. I'm like, all right. Whatever. whatever. Like, yeah. I don't think you're going to, yeah. but whatever. Yeah. yeah, a lot of talk. And I wasn't like brave enough to be like,
1: name a time and a place. <laughs> I know. <But laughs> it's so funny because now that you're older, you're kind of like, shit, why didn't, well, at least I am. I'm like, why didn't I get into more fights? Yeah. Right. What the hell would they have like, done? Because you're so scared. Knows. I was a pretty good student. Maybe I would have got suspended for a day. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Care. No one would see that later years on my record. Like, yeah. who cares? I definitely had at least one time where I had, um, A girl that, and it's always funny because back then it was always about, um, you know, I live in a family with all girl siblings. My mom, who was always like pretty hip and always had cool, funky, short haircuts. and my mom. would encourage (laughs) us to get them. And I would think it was cool until Mm -hmm. I got to school and then got called a dyke and Uh... didn't know what that meant. And then (laughs) got threatened to be beat up a few times or various things. And then later in high school, I had a girl that I played soccer with um, kind of like makes some offhanded comment where it was like, well, why don't you get Laura and all of her dyke friends and blah, blah, Jeez. Blah, 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 who was one of my best friends. So at that point, it was like the first time that I was like, just chill the fuck out yeah. to this other girl. I'm like, why do you have to be like that? And then same, like where you interjected thinking mm-hmm. you're doing a good thing and the person was like, just walk away. I'm going to blah, 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 blah. And I, in my hindsight, I'm like, I should have beat that girl up. Oh yeah. my God. You why fantasize the, about years later, right? it years later, right? I was too nerdy. Why didn't I do it? You know <laughs> I uh-huh. was like, I could have. I was bigger than her. <laughs> <laughs> I could have broke her neck. <laughs> <hand>. mm-hmm. <laughs> or I could have at least like made her be quiet for a day. <laughs> she probably would have started <laughs> complaining again later, but you know. Yeah. Like, but yeah. And and then years later I found out that, that she turned out to be gay. So I was just like, ah, Aww. suppression. Oh, no wonder. <laughs> I was like, don't be the be the stereotype <laughs> oh that's so yeah it's so cliche yeah, for a reason it is yeah for Which a reason
2: sucks because but, people feel uh, like they can't just yeah. be themselves you know and they have to take it out on others when they're so frustrated with the world totally the that they can't just like be true right be true to themselves yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah oh man i mean i was right on the cusp of kind of the online bullying thing oh shit because um me and my friends were really into aol you know dial up AOL oh, yeah. when going, i oh i talking about god. like
1: instant messenger yeah chatting instant with people well, asl yeah my, my <laughs> yes, senior year okay. yes oh
2: my god <laughs>
1: my senior year of high school into so early college for me was like when it was like primetime AOL instant messenger yeah oh my god it's so funny <laughs>
2: and and borderline dangerous yeah, too super so dangerous some of, some of the girls that i was hanging out then Michelle and Randy <laughs> we would all hang out and we'd all, you know, when we'd spend time at each other's homes, we'd all kind of like check our instant messenger, blah, 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 which took up the phone line. So obviously there was a very small window of time, at least with my parents and like oh, yeah. Michelle's Parents' house, we could only be on it for an hour. So we would chat with who we could, and we'd always be over each other's shoulders and (laughs) blah, blah, blah. But there was one day I left, uh, apparently, uh, I left my account open at Michelle's house. Oh, no. And Michelle and Randy decided to create, because on Instant Messenger, you could leave an away message. Oh, yeah. And then you could click to see the person's profile. Oh, no. Oh, yes. So Michelle and Randy went into paint, and they drew these really absurd drawings or, you know, paintings, quote unquote, of mm-hmm. the three most popular kids in school, Andrea, Christy, and Adam. And they wrote these really, I don't remember verbatim what they said, but next to each horrific face oh, that they no. painted, they wrote something really nasty about each
1: one of them. And it got pegged on you?
2: Because it was on my profile. That is awful. Profile. Why would they do that? And then they messaged each one of those people. So I go into school the next day, being none the wiser. Holy shit. Middle school was forever
1: ruined. Middle school. Forever uh, ruined. Middle school. Forever ruined. Forever ruined. Yeah.
2: LaGrange Middle School. Fuck you.
1: Van White. (laughs) Oh, terrible. It
2: was
0: awful. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Ah, LaGrange.
0: Cyberbullying, man. I take it. You you didn't have a Mr. Rosso as a guidance counselor. I did not have a Mr. Rosso. I didn't have a Mr. Rosso either. It would have been so nice. I didn't
1: either, but can I tell you a funny... Uh, guidance counselor story Absolutely. the one and only time that I feel that I took advantage of the system was <laughs> and, and I, was, I was proud of myself my friend Geraldine and I she was having a bad day about something and was upset but it wasn't anything that epic but we didn't want to go to gym or another class and so she wore contacts. She just put a shitload of eye drops in and made it look like she was crying. And we went to the guidance counselor together and I spun some story bullshit. And we got to sit in the guidance counselor's office on our own for like three hours. Oh, amazing. <laughs> and, was, and it was like the only time that I was ever like, we lied and we didn't get caught. Amazing. And I was so proud of myself. And, you know, maybe my parents will listen to this one day, but... <laughs> Like now guys. you're allowed those three hours yes, okay but it was awesome but yeah, yeah. I never usually would i ever think to do stuff like that but i don't know at that point i was like we already got into college what's gonna do yeah like? you deserve yeah. a break
2: damn it
0: <laughs> so but yeah i was I mean, a guidance counselor aide so i was oh, in there a lot oh. those were good memories that's good <laughs> that's I mean, good yeah yeah
2: you're helping out. Very others. nerdy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, the one thing... <laughs> getting out of class, huh? Well, whatever. <laughs> Dang,
2: true girl. You're getting out of class. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I've got to admit, the teachers and the guidance counselors were never that involved as Mr. Rossa, where it seemed like there was always this kind uh, of like Jeff. omniscient <laughs> being always, ever aware of what was going on, you yeah. know? And, yeah. you know, it, it had its perks where you could get away with certain things. Um, but... There are those moments with all adolescents where you need someone to kind of like drag you into a quiet room and say tell me what you're feeling right now. Mm-hmm. I mean it could just be the area I grew up in where the classes were so large that yeah. there was really no way to have those um that's how moments. I felt I
1: always felt like and this is not necessarily a fair assessment but like I always felt like the the like quote unquote problem kids got more attention in a mm-hmm. guidance counselor or advisory setting versus yes. if you were just like not even super smart kid, but if you're just like an average, pretty good kid, they left you alone. And you're mm-hmm. like, but wait, I'm still having trouble. I need help. Yeah. <laughs> Things are weird. Yeah. People are <laughs> picking on me. It's just not as extreme. Yeah. No, yeah. No one punched me, but I'm, I'm getting, you know, bullied in another realm. Yeah. Definitely. Right. Yeah.
2: Everyone needs Mr. Rosso, whether they want yes, it or not. Totally. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just feel in my experience with high school, I felt like a lot of teachers were too jaded yeah, at that point. Totally. That they were just like they were like Mr. Koltevsky? Oh yeah, they were the like teachers. He's kind of a dick. Kind of mean. So, kind of. He's totally he's a dick. A dick. But, yeah, but as an like adult, you
2: can dated. kind of understand how he got
1: yeah, that he's way. Yeah, over it. Yeah. He's well, he out. was in
2: the war, because he mentions like <laughs> kids like Daniel get you killed. <laughs> I know that was new. Kids like that in the war. That
1: was brutal. Was like, wow. Yeah, these guys have seen some stuff. But yeah. I, I do love when Daniel tries to like regurgitate the story about being the dumb kid, and Lindsay just loses it and starts cracking up. <laughs> I love that so much. And that's how the Episode ends, dude. It's just her so laughing hysterically, random like, and awesome. Yeah,
0: there are three tracks in life.
1: <laughs> oh oh yeah, the, the dad's like, kids. "My daughter's a track
0: one." <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh man, uh, yeah. so good. That's one of the best moments in the show. I think. Yeah, <laughs> Lindsay isn't it?
1: <laughs> uh-huh. There's definitely some good Lindsay moments we gotta talk about for sure. Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: well I don't know ladies do you want to take a break and then when we come back for a second half we can get into favorite episodes sure and yeah. absolute favorite moments we've talked about favorite characters a little bit yeah but dive back in maybe not so much personal but talk about the actual show oh
1: yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: you can tell <laughs> this, this is great this, this is great it I definitely love like yeah.
1: strikes a chord that oh my it God. brings up so many personal stories absolutely though. but yeah no yeah. I'm, t- I'm on board to talk yeah. about the show yeah, <laughs> yeah. cool <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys <Yeah. laughs> No, I'm I'm okay. Getting back to middle okay. school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> In elementary school. <laughs> yeah,
0: totally. And preschool.
2: <laughs> I could talk no. about that for days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> These guys love it. You know they do. They love yeah. They love it when we get personal. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll be right back to talk about some more freaks and geeks moments.
1: Welcome to another episode of It's Fitz, where Story Screens' own film laureate Brian Robert Fitzgibbons speaks on a film. Today, Fitz will discuss the 1985 film directed by Richard Donner and not Steven Spielberg, The Goonies. <laughs> Yo, Goonies are good. You Goonies! <sighs> um you know, I was thinking about Goonies the other like and I watched the opening scene. Either way, what's the fucking point? <clears throat> Goonies is like who cares my opinion on? <laughs> it's great. Um truffle shovel I can't rem- it's a... I, like, it, I... Yeah, uh, we should do this again. <laughs> <laughs> this has been another episode of It's Fits.
0: Hello, listeners. Welcome back to the second half of our Freaks and Geeks, Cathode Graycast. We're going to get back into it and start talking about favorite episodes and allow ourselves to interact with the show. But you'll probably hear some more personal stories because that's just what this show's about. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, Diana, I wanted to ask you first, do you have a particularly best favorite episode that, that you
1: extremely gravitate towards? It's funny. It's hard to pick once you start rewatching everything. I'm like, this episode is great. This episode is great,
0: mm-hmm. or um, even two, one or two.
1: I would say the I really like the bookends. I love the pilot and I love the finale um, for different characters' interactions. Like I love the interaction of Daniel Desario with the geeks, and then them accepting each other and the like you know him thinking he's cooler than them and them thinking he's an idiot and then them being forced together in av club which is like their little (laughs) sanctuary space where they're like no you know and then by the end of it they're the ones accepting him instead of the other way around and it's kind of awesome (laughs) agreed Um, yeah that's one of my favorite episodes for that plot line in, in particular but it's also like you know the pilot is also great with you know us talking about dodgeball Or oh. having crushes on girls And the dance sequence Or, you know I, I know that's also where you kind of see A little bit of all the characters um, and So I, I also kind of I like various plot lines That they continue from the pilot onward Like I like the interactions of Lindsay and Nick um, Even though it's super painful The I'm with the band episode Is probably my other favorite slash most painful episode (laughs) Um, my really good friend Damien I was talking to him about the show and he was like and he's a drummer um but he was like I got up to that episode and I couldn't watch anymore because I was too traumatized and I used to play in a band with him and another friend in high school for a while and then not during high school I I played in a, a different band with them but um but yeah a lot of those aspects of that like you wanting to be good and other people not taking it seriously, and then you, like, being too serious and it's not fun anymore, and it's just cringeworthy in the other regard of, like, you know Lindsay and Nick have some chemistry, but you also feel like it's just motivated by she feels bad,
2: Mm -hmm. and
1: that's never good.
2: Never, ever good. And I
1: feel like I've been on the receiving end of that, and I've been the one who's felt bad and been nice to somebody that maybe they misinterpreted that. Mm So, like, yep. that's sort of, like, my halfway point with the series, where I was like, oh, God, that episode. But there's a lot of good geek episodes, too. But, but yeah, definitely that finale with the Dungeons & Dragons is one of my all time. Yes, Carlos indeed. the Dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, my favorite, you know, just
0: it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, Daniel, getting the okay to be... A different version of himself is very rewarding Yeah, after seeing him struggle so hard to fit into, like, all of these things that he thinks he needs to Mm -hmm. when he doesn't. It's okay to unwind and just have fun. It's so hard to come to that realization in
2: the pressure cooker that is high school. Right, when you're in it, Mm -hmm. in the thick of it. Later on, you're like, oh, why didn't I just... Have more fun. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's kind of why maybe Ken and Bill are, for both groups, are just so, c'est la vie, you know, like, whatever. I am who I am, whatever. And, you know, in watching it back, it's like, wow, if only I was able to take on that, you know, perspective when I was in it, I might have fared a bit better in not caring so much about what everyone else thought about me and fitting into this role and, um, Yeah. So seeing Daniel break out of that, it's almost unbelievable in a way. Just because as a teenager, I never did until you know college, and it's. But then you're like, on the cusp of not being a teenager anymore. Right. So mm-hmm. It's kind of it kind of makes sense. But then again, Daniel, we find out is two years older. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's a late bloomer in a lot of ways, and that it took him a little while longer than some of the other characters to figure himself out. Totally.
0: Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, you know, you find out that, yeah, Daniel's been held back Mm -hmm. in several situations. And it's just a shame because, yeah, in many ways you see William McKinley High really fail their students. In some Mm. ways there are some people who are there for the kids. Right. But in others it's like constant failure. Checked out. And then the parents are failing these kids. And the friends are failing these kids, but they're kids themselves, yeah. so they don't know how to help their friends.
1: Yeah, it's kind of that dilemma, like the episode where Lindsay's trying to tutor Daniel, and you're like, mm-hmm. it starts out kind of motivated, like she's got a little crush on him still, she wants to help him out, but then she's also like, no, you could you could do this, you're not dumb. But then him not believing in it either, yeah. you know, and just kind of right. giving up on it. Like, no, I'm just going to steal the test because that's the way I'm going to be able to do this. He he was yeah.
2: defeated already. Totally. And in finding out that it's because he's had two years of being told he can't move on. Right. He's like, well, this is just
1: the way it's going to be. Or even like with the I'm um, with the band episode with Nick's dad being like that stern military yeah. presence. Yeah. And, you know we're in a different age now where people are kind of being criticized for having been told that they can be whatever they want. They're going to be good at whatever. Mm-hmm. Everybody's good at everything. You're all special. Back then that was very more defeatist. It was like the other end of the spectrum where he's like, no, you're not good at drumming. You're not doing this as a career. You're going into the military. Yeah. What did I tell you? Your grade point average sucks. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. like that other extreme is so terrible that. Oh
2: my God. And you know, his character being the antithesis of that,
1: yeah. Um,
2: It reminds me so much of a uh, what is it? Uh, Ted from Bill and Ted's Excellent oh, Adventure because I know. it's the same scenario, you know, just like the same
1: dynamic, rocker mm-hmm. dude, you know, yeah. kind of stone mentality, yeah. yeah, totally
2: rebelling, but <laughs> just in, like, wanting to have fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just wanting to be a kid. Yeah, and maybe this too is the realization that we're all still at that age. Um, in terms of like generational expectations versus how we feel in the moment, you know, the parents coming from a time where when you turn 18, you are a man and you need to start figuring out what you're going to do for the rest of your life. Right. And, you know, that's still a very present now. Mm hmm. But I feel as if, as if we have more allowances to kind of figure it out. That
1: period's definitely extended.
2: Absolutely, you yeah. Know, like we the idea the that extension. I was allowed
1: to move back in after college because I hadn't found a good job yet. Right. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, you're out. You got to pay for yourself. Go. Yeah. It was like, okay, you have a lot of debt. So you're waitressing while you're applying for quote unquote real jobs. Yep. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Certainly. Yeah. I mean, It's the, a different era for sure.
2: The ultimatum era. I mean it's definitely uh, alleviated i would i would say mm-hmm. like i was never given that ultimatum like you're either doing this or you're doing this it's like yeah. we're here to support you until you find out what it, what it, what is exactly for you although my father mm-hmm. did go through a period where he was like you're going to be a bank teller and i was like no i'm not um. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: i definitely it's funny i definitely had a little bit of that i think because i was the youngest um, my oldest sister was an art major did photography had a really hard time finding a job my mm-hmm. other sister i think they thought she was going to be a doctor and she ended up being a teacher mm-hmm. and she's an english teacher but she's had the steadiest job income mm-hmm. since you know but then by the time by the time i came around i wanted to go to school for art for drawing and painting and my dad was like hell no but he let me major in english because he was like you can go to law school after and i was like that's not going to happen <laughs> so you know but I had equally a hard time finding a job with an English degree than, you know, any other major that he could have picked out for me, which is kind of funny. So in the grand scheme of things, you don't know what you're going to end up doing. Yeah. Doesn't really Mm -mm. matter.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Mm -mm. I mean... And that's kind of what we see with Nick and his father is that yeah. in reality, as much as we feel like the father is oppressive, the father just wants to make sure that his son is
1: Taken care of, totally. Yeah. 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 And he feels can, like he's not grounded enough.
2: And you can appreciate that. Yeah. Absolutely. You want to see your child succeed and continue on and, and not struggle per se. You know, you could always, I guess, pursue your passions later on. But for Nick, drumming wasn't a hobby. Right. It was oh, life. The path. Yeah. yeah. That was the way. And that's
0: why I wore my
2: Rush
1: shirt. Yeah, so good. <laughs> you know what's so great is that later on, like, I love you, man. I feel like is the reality of him living out that dream where yeah. it's like, you're an adult, but you can still like be in a band with your friend and mm-hmm. play whatever music you want and go see Rush and be awesome, you know. <laughs> they
0: should have just... Named that character Nick
1: Andopoulos. Totally. Like, it would have <laughs> yeah. been totally believable. <laughs> like, I feel like if they did a modern day These Kids Are Adults Now show or movie spinoff, it would be that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, it was Absolutely. pretty it was yeah. pretty great. That's what I imagine him grown up being.
0: Because, but... I mean, that movie was essentially Freaks and Geeks. He was the freak. Yeah. And Paul Rudd's character it's was the, the geek. geek. <laughs> yeah, and he's letting
1: loose, finally. Yeah. Well, well, right. We could so see good. that
2: in, like, maybe Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Because isn't he, like, oh, man? <laughs> he's, like, so, the jingle writer? That you know? is- that is
1: one of my all-time favorite movies by far, and it's because like it's him sad, him making silly songs, yep. and like weird puppet Muppets. Yeah, that's totally it, Nick. It, it, it's, it's so good, you know, and like him doing his weird like vampire opera. Oh yeah, you know, puppet mm-hmm. show is so good. It's so good. That is yeah. the
0: the reiteration, you know, of or like Nick. you
1: know making up songs to yourself, like.
0: It's so good. Which is so cool to see these characters and understand these actors, these people, these real life people be so heavily affected by their experience on this show. Yeah, totally. That they kind of carry it with them.
2: And you see how, how bonded they become in this show. And how they do carry they kind of like pull each other up later on in their acting careers. Yeah, they definitely you a lot of them keep working together, together along with yeah. them. Yeah. Or they yeah.
1: you know, if there is a bit part, they get their friends to do it. You know, right. it's it's kind of great. Super great. yeah. Yeah. Although
2: because I watched Freaks and Geeks so later so so much later after it was done. Um when I first started watching it, I could not think of Lindsay as anything other than Velma. Uh, yeah, was Velma. it Velma? Oh, yeah, Rhea. From Scooby Doo, okay. from the live-action Scooby
1: Doo. I never watched that, so when I would see clips of it, I'd be like, "Ugh." <laughs> she was kind of
0: weird in that role, yeah. but it made sense. Yeah, it definitely but made yeah, sense. yeah, I totally understand. What but yeah, you. You.
1: <laughs> later on when she was older, they like put her on like ER and like all these other shows. Oh, really, and then you know she goes on to be like in Mad Men and like mm. it's just like you're like, oh wait, that's Lindsay weird. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a weird thing to see. Where's your green jacket? Yeah, I'm like, oh I'm yes. like, she's usually a little whinier you know. Yeah.
0: So Stamper, favorite episode? Favorite two episodes? What do you gravitate towards?
2: Um. So the first time I watched it, I loved beers and weirs. So good. Yeah. It's it's the second episode, and then in rewatching it, I loved beers and weirs. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good.
1: Jesus I mean, is just
2: all right with me. It's so good. Um, <laughs> my brother and I, my mom traveled a lot when we were. Um, Dylan was still. My brother was still in high school, and I was coming home from summers in between college semesters, and my mother would leave us cash and just pretty much gave us free reign, and so we actually would always have like kind of huge ragers like that. That had a level of everything, um, the the peaks and the lulls that you see in that episode where everyone's getting, you know, very emotional because of the alcohol, <laughs> or, you know, quote-unquote alcohol, right. the borderline fights that potentially happen, um, and the whole reason, really, that Lindsay threw this party was because she has a crush on
1: Daniel. right. And
2: right. that's such a high school. I mean, to be honest... It can carry through to nowadays, sure. but now it's mm-hmm. like you you post a story on Instagram and hope that so and so watches it, you know. But back then, it's like throw a party and hope that guy shows up. Totally. And so she's throwing this party. She wants to impress Daniel. She wants to impress the friend group. And you know, Daniel at one point says, "Oh, I'm inviting my cousins." Oh God, those what, guys! What grade are they in? <laughs> No grade. Yeah, that was that <laughs> uh, was crazy. Brutal. Totally like the, the older brutal. Guy. Yeah, just like <laughs> kind of gross. Yeah, kind of <laughs> gross. I mean, when when they're all rolling up and Lindsay's outside and she's like, "Hey, who are you guys?" And Terrified. they're like, "We know Daniel." And Kim comes running and she's like, punching him in the arm, like, "Hey, guys, blah blah blah." And the one guy throws her over her shoulder and starts slapping her ass. Mm-hmm. I was like.
1: Whoa! That yeah. would be
2: super heavy for me if I was Lindsay's agent seeing that for the first time. That sort of interaction between someone much older and a, a high school teenager. Yeah, you know, and her being like, "I dumped Daniel,"
1: and being flirty with <laughs> Whatever. him. Whatever. Yeah. You're like, Whoa, this guy's probably way older. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of moments where I was like, "Oh, I can hang." And then something like that happens. And you're I'm like, like, I, I'm can't, a, I hang. can't hang. No. I don't <laughs> want to hang. I'm not, I'm not that chill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> not prepared whatsoever. Go. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, the the major joke uh, of the whole episode is that these kids are acting super duper drunk and everything that comes with that. Yeah. And they are stone cold sober. Right. But even still, I mean, I, sup- I love... Before I said that there was never a moment where I was pulled out as a viewer um, and watching characters. But in that moment, I really appreciated the actor playing Lindsay and how well she was able to be a drunk teenager (laughs) because she was just like all for it, you know throwing herself onto the bed and crying because she saw Daniel and Kim making out in her bed and right. Kim being the quintessential bitch and saying like, we threw your teddy bears on the floor.
1: Oh man, so I, mean. I know, I know. So yeah, I mean. And I love Seth Rogen at the end being like, no, it's cool. I won like a, I won 80 a bucks a quarters." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great party, kid. You know, like it's so good. Yeah, I, I mean,
2: <laughs> there's really no, I mean, I can't think of like something that's, moral that you take away from that episode per se. Um, because they all kind of get away with it scot free. It's kind of just like a figuring out of feelings and whatnot. But I really love that episode. Yeah. It's yeah. it's funny. It it's kind it of, a reminds of, like, me so of a lot of like much a lot of what
1: actually happens is like put on. Totally. Like, exactly. Totally. Like we're like mass hysteria, like group mentality where you're like mob mentality. We're all acting drunk and yeah. crazy. And but who could be cooler? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> So. and no one
0: admitting oh maybe nothing's happening to me but i'm not going to be the one to right. tell anyone right. right i don't feel this but i'm not going to tell you right <laughs> yeah so that's a favorite of mine beers that's and weirds so good <laughs> and especially like the younger kids like trying to look out for everyone else. Oh, oh yeah, I mean, it's the authority like, trying yeah. to carry A the freshman? keg back. Yeah. Oh my god. Because I mean, of course, they don't want to get in trouble either. But they're like, we can't let anyone else get in trouble. Right. Oh my god. And what's his face, the cashier who's in all of
2: those Adam Sandler movies. Oh yeah. And how he's just totally down with the kids. He just thinks like, it's hilarious. And he's like totally. Yes. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. Which maybe speaks to. Um, a period where things were a little more acceptable. Like, I couldn't see a group of kids going into a liquor store these days and getting away with doing oh, no that. Way. no yeah, way. Yeah, so many yeah. regulations or – I mean, they were probably still regulated There's then, cameras just, like, everywhere now. Yeah, you
1: can't get away with that. <laughs> <Mm-mm. sighs> yeah. Mm-mm. Burn. what you think? Yeah, what about your favorite? Or favorites. Or favorites. I feel like there's others that we should talk about, too. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I think – like I'm like the downer of this group.
1: Oh, do no. What do you mean? You, no, you like a serious
0: episode? Yeah, There's my, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I think my, my favorite episode, hands down, which
1: I was like, oh my gosh, just heartbroken, is oh, the, the Garage Door. door. That's what yeah. I wanted to talk
0: about. Because yeah.
1: we I'm, were talking about the weirs earlier and the parents in general. Yeah, right. Yeah,
0: uh, Because I'm a child of divorce, yeah. and granted, it was all very transparent, and I was younger than Neil when Neil's finding out that his parents don't have a great relationship. Right. But uh, it was all pretty much like, oh, okay, this is happening. Oh, all right, this is happening. It that didn't happen in, like, some scandalous thing that I was aware of. That episode was scandalous. It was heartbreaking, though. Yeah. But yeah. under wraps. But, yeah, the, the scene where... Sam sees Neil's dad hug this woman Right.
2: at the mall. This yeah. dad
0: that he looks up to because his dad is very strict and kind of yeah. dweeby and nerdy. But he was like, Neil's dad. Cool he's dad. He's cool dad. On. Yeah. Yeah. He's a dentist. He's handsome. Right. And then he sees him hugging that woman. But the cool dad is not all he sees. Yeah, cool he's not very cool.
1: Or just like your uh, perception of your dad or another adult not being what you thought. And then him like finally finding which house that garage door opens. Uh And it's so heartbreaking. That is an awesome episode. I think
0: my favorite part of the entire series is when Sam comes home and he's crying and he just hugs his parents because the parents get him the Atari that he wanted. Right. And he never thought he was going to get it but then he realizes I don't need Doesn't the Atari. Doesn't Yeah. And then they get it for him anyway. There's there's, and all... he's just bawling and they're like oh you're welcome
2: yeah. I guess. Oh. I feel like. Poor naive parents. So I read that I, no uh,
1: I read that that writer for that episode I don't know if he directed that episode I can check but
0: mm-hmm. Jeff
1: Judah like he wrote it because his parents were like, separated and dealing with divorce for, like, mm. most of his childhood. So I, I liked the fact that it was, like,
0: this is a, a serious, real, real episode. Real yeah, real. like, it didn't,
1: like, candy coat it. No. And it was awkward and, and like, disturbing at parts, yeah. but it's so good. So good. There's, like, a lot of um, definitely moments throughout the series where it's kind of, like, loss of innocence for the geeks. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. even like, you know, it's not my favorite episode, but like the the episode where Daniel gives Sam porn <laughs> to watch. Yeah. And it oh like, my destroys God. them. Like, that
2: that um sequence oh, of like moments more where more they're awkward. like spreading away from each yeah. other, the three boys, because they become more, you know, yeah. aware of their bodies, probably. Yeah. 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 And
1: it's like it's disturbing. And and then but on the flip side of that, like Sam talking to the gym teacher and it being like a real talk about sex, but like, a, like a good dad kind yeah, of talk is, yeah. is so awesome that you're like, ah, maybe Biff isn't so terrible, you know, like, right. Biff. <laughs> I can only see him as Biff. Oh I know he's, God. he's so good yeah. though. <laughs> like, Understandable. Yeah. He's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. That definitely struck a chord with me because it was the first time too that, the geeks really started to challenge what they believed. Right. Because before it was just like, oh, these other kids don't think we're cool. Mm -hmm. Oh, but we're like living in this very secure home area. Oh, I know who I am because I identify as this. And my family identifies as that. Right. And I know how it all works. Yeah. And then to find out like... Oh gosh! Well, I have the secret to tell you, Neil. Like, I think maybe your dad isn't as school and Neil like rebelling against that. Like, right. Neil, you don't you're want to tell him it's a lie. Yeah. You're a bad friend, and then to find out. Oh gosh.
1: Yeah. It's, it's true. He
0: he knows. Yeah. Yeah. And then even more heartbreaking to find out that the mom is like, mm-hmm. and Neil like telling the mom kind of, but not really, and the mom like just being, mm-hmm. yeah, like this is what being an adult is. Yeah. yeah. If you find out that someone you love does a terrible thing to you, sometimes you just have to work through it. Yeah. It made it all very gray all of a sudden. I felt like everyone was living in a world of black and white. Yeah. And then it was like, oh,
1: you have to deal with ambiguity and how do you do with that. Right. And plus like Neil is a character that in a lot of ways tries to act more mature than he is. Mm-hmm. And so then it's kind of nice to see him in these moments where you're like, no, he's a kid. Yeah, He's freaking out about this or he's upset about that. And he's like actually showing it because mm-hmm. he tries to do his like humor and his impressions as like his shield. But you know.
0: He may wear a sweater vest
1: When he is a kid <laughs> Oh man I love when he takes uh, The other episode I want to talk about Is when they go to the The spin the bottle party But when he takes off His fake turtleneck Yeah <laughs> At the front his, door <gasps> little dicky Yeah
0: Oh man oh my god Why I was, was, like, was that what? ever a thing? No I love it though.
1: Yeah. yeah There's a couple of Bill episodes I want to talk about Oh my They're god so The
2: bionic woman Yeah, yeah. Let me go, put
1: it It's my other it. bionic here
0: <laughs> 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 I mean uh, let's cycle back. That's let's a, get back to
1: that's it. That's the thing. I love the Halloween episode Me
0: because too.
1: I have always loved Halloween. And I definitely, yeah, when you get to that point where it's like a loss of innocence or you're mm-hmm. like, maybe, Do a
0: trick or treat. Do yeah. I not trick or treat. Right. And you're mm-hmm. like,
1: Let's do it. This is our last chance. But then you also have the flip side of mischief. You know, yeah, of kids being mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I love Bill and definitely that episode where they go to the party with the supposed cool kids is awesome. And he ends up making out with the girl in the closet for a long time. And he kind of is like, no, you're not, you're mean, you know, you're not cool. And then she just goes for it with him is like one of the most satisfying ends to an episode. It's so good. You know, and Neil being outside, like they've been in there too long. Like he's freaking out, you know, it's so good. And yeah, so definitely Bill. In his various arcs, you know, whether he's trying to be more athletic or...
0: Finding out his mom is dating... Dating the gym someone. teacher. Oh that is God. his
1: rival. Yeah. yeah. And the antithesis of him. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, you know, uh, just the other, the the choking and token episode, which is the peanut episode. Mm. I love Bill because I grew up with serious peanut allergy as a kid. And it's like your freak flag. But then it is more serious than people realize yeah. because you can end up in the hospital or you can almost die. And I love the, the arc of, of the bully kid being like, you know, actually jealous or feeling left out. Like, oh, you guys are always together. And we used to hang out when we were younger. And, you know, now you, you guys are all friends. And he just wanted to be part of it. Yeah. Which is really sad. And then yeah. at the same time, Bill being like later on like, hey, I heard what you said. Mm-hmm. And him being like whatever, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, but he's kind of understanding of it. It's it's kind of just a testament to Bill being a good person, mm-hmm. you know. Like he's yeah,
0: all the extra geeks like Harris. Oh I love- my god, Alan. yeah, I love and uh, lo- the last geek that always hangs out with them.
1: I love Harris because oh he's like, oh my god, so funny. He is he's so like, important he's to He's like the Weird show. Al, but in a boyfriend. Totally Tom. Weird Al face. And he's like the, the geek guru. Like yes. they go to him and are like, but I don't understand the joke. And he's, he's like, like you will. Ha. And he's you like, you have to know. You know. <laughs> his girlfriend making out and you're just like, no, you know, I know. <laughs> or, or him walking up to Sam totally naked in the locker room being like, our bodies. Oh my they're, God. They're Avida Sane. Cool. You know, like, hilarious. I think I'm going to take German. Sane. <laughs> you know, like, you're just like, why is this kid is so weird, but Dude, awesome. He owns it too. It's like so when cool. he shows up
2: to uh, the Weir's house and he has yes. that knife just through his head oh, for and the mom opens the door and she's like, hi, do you want a cookie? And he says nothing. And she yeah. hands- do you want another one? And he's like, okay, I'm here to see Sam. We're yeah. supposed to go trick-or-treats. And she's like, oh, okay, you one of Sam's friends. He's just so dry and yeah, so bizarre. so good. Yeah, he's awesome. Thank God. He's like, he's very important to the show, I think. And I,
1: oh, I'm totally. so glad you brought
2: him up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah totally.
1: Because, I mean, they need somebody to go to that's of their own ilk.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, his introduction in the first episode, when – um. You know, they're going to battle the bully.
1: Oh, yeah. When he's like, oh, yeah, you have to just fight him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is another reason why I love the pilot so much. Because I've always thought about that. Like, whether you, you would fight back of your bully. And I love the fact that Sam gets caught up, like, flirting with Cindy's. And just wanting, you know, having that window where she's actually cool and talking to him. But then, like, the other kids just go for it. Bailing Like, the but one really kid's not like, doing anything. I'm just here to watch. And then he ends up getting beat up too. <laughs> He's like holding
2: on to his leg. That's like, so good. <laughs> I, like, I like
1: that Bill just, like, is all in. It's, oh my God, oh, it's so totally, good. totally. <laughs> and then Gordon. Gordon's oh. the
0: last. Oh, I love geek. him. I like him too. Because he owns himself. Right. He's just like, I know who I am. I know how people think of me.
1: It's that's whatever. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, are they saying I smell?
1: Okay. I smell a little bit. Yeah, and he's hiding it's, out in it's the bathroom. normal for me. And you're like, that is a reality. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're just like, nope, I'm just going to hide here till class is over. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. so
2: many hiding spots in high school, right? Because there are yeah. several moments in the show where they're underneath the staircase. You know, I guess that's one thing that they're not. They're not. In the bathroom, like a lot of other kind of melodramatic teen series, it's like hiding out in
1: the bathroom. My so-called life. I feel like a lot happens in the bathrooms.
2: Always. But it's (laughs) like under the bleachers or hiding under the stairs, and it could be speaking to like the underbelly of like what society. I mean, right from the get-go, the opening scene of Freaks and Geeks is the... Stereotypical Jack and stereotypical yeah. teenager proclaiming their love for one another, right. and then the music changes. All of a sudden, it's like rock and roll, and it's all the kids under the bleachers. Under the bleachers, yeah. and that's the underbelly. They are the, um, yeah, the uh, the upside down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I also really love um, kind of going back to when we were talking about all the different parents and with the you know the garage door episode. I like mm. the, I'm trying to remember the order, which episode or where it was, where, you know, you're kind of watching like Lindsay and Nick's short term relationship yeah. start to end. But then you see how much like Nick just likes spending time with her family. Yes. And it's kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. Cause you're like, he just wants to watch TV and eat cereal and hang out with mom and dad and laugh. And like the whole family as a unit recognizes that, Nick is lonely and, like, needs, like, a positive parental influence Mm -hmm. and feels bad for him. But they're also, like, you got to break up with him. Like, (laughs) you shouldn't be lying to him. That's not fair. But they're also, like, they feel bad for him. And you've been in that boat maybe, but it's, like, even if you haven't, you are so endeared with Nick. But at the same time, you know that, like... You can't just date somebody cuz you feel bad for them. That's never, not okay. Never. No. You know, and you want Lindsay to actually like him like that. I know. In the beginning, I kind of thought that maybe they did have a little chemistry. I've talked to other people that have been like, "No, I don't think so. She always likes Daniel." And I'm like, "Yeah, but he's sort of the first character to really be nice to her." Mm-hmm. And a lot of times like understanding when she's getting put down by other people, like Kim before she comes yeah. around. So, I feel like in the beginning, he was cool. And, like, offering to take her to the dance and do... Like, he was offering to, like, be a real friend to her when they hadn't totally accepted her into the posse yet.
2: Yeah. And he was willing yeah. to, like, work around the... Cer- I mean, yeah. I'm talking about bringing her to the dance because yeah. she was... Worried about lying to her parents. Right. And he was like, I'll show up in a suit. Right. I'll take you to the dance and then we'll leave and you can tell your parents we went. Yeah. You know? It's mm-hmm. like, it's hard to find even a friend like that. Right. Forget like a romantic interest. Right. Like, it's hard to find a solid friend like that and
1: sometimes. And I don't necessarily think from like episode one that Nick liked her like me i think
2: think he was just open to whoever i think he was
1: just like a good dude he's really chill he was being a friend he was like welcome to having a new friend in the group Mm -hmm. he was like no it's really cool when you hang out with us Mm -hmm. like we don't want you to not hang out with us yeah right so in that regard i was always a little bummed that that didn't work out but that's more realistic that it didn't work out totally so
2: because Lindsay's very cerebral too so she would have come to that conclusion sooner than some other
0: girls that could Get caught up in, like, the emotional aspect right. of things. It wouldn't have been mm-hmm. a challenge
1: yeah. enough for her.
0: I think there are a few fleeting moments where Lindsay is entertaining, finally, right. Yeah, of, like, being with Nick for real. Yeah. But I think it's just too much of a shame that she just put up this wall. Yeah. And, said uh, nope.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's a shame. Because mm-hmm. in high school, I had a very different experience. I was just like, oh, a boy likes me. Let, right. Let me explore that. Yeah. yeah. I, I never, like, had a wall up. Except no. for like a couple different people mm-hmm. in right. high school that I was like, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, Nick's so cool. Just like him, please. Yeah, yeah please. It's not- <laughs> I know. I root- I genuinely rooted for
1: them. To right. Be, to be yeah. yeah. When I first saw it. You're, you're kind of like, oh, I don't know if that was the best idea ever to do that. When it's like right after he's destroyed by mm. the, the drum tryouts. Yeah. But at the same token, you're like, no, this could be good. But then later on, you're like, oh, you're so soon that you're over it. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you're just like, oh, no, putting another piece of dry ice on the whatever. And you're just like, no, this isn't good. She is not into this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like uncomfortable to see it. <sighs> Yeah, <laughs> the scene where he's gonna play Lady L. For oh her. man, Lady. Ooh. That song is forever ruined. Forever ruined. <laughs> oh man, Lady L. Wow, there's so many awkward interactions with her parents and him. Well, so so good. Though. I just
2: love that the parents really open their home. And they that do. Their, their home does act as the epicenter for these kind of wayward. True. Kids yeah. that need—I mean,
1: they're the quote-unquote stable family. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I mean, they have their own shit, but still.
2: <laughs> but still, I mean, what I love about the one episode with a uh, you know uh, Kim's family, yeah, and then mm-hmm. that crazy like soap opera happens in the household. The mom <laughs> keeps pulling Lindsay to the side and talking to her like, you know, these are your friends. What are we doing? Blah blah blah. And Lindsay says, "Mom, not every family is like our family." Mm. And the mom goes, "I know." But then the mom is a lot like more a, receptive and open yeah, it's to wake the fact up that this, like,
1: tornado is taking over the house. Totally.
2: Yeah. Because they're all just kids. I think also, mm-hmm. too,
1: like, a certain point, it's like, um, you know, she starts liking Nick and, like, being kind to him. And then, like, <laughs> Lindsay is like, Mom, what are you doing? You know, like, <laughs> writing harder, you yeah, know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But at, at the same token, it's like, yeah, she's, like, being a good mom and trying to be accepting of all these kids and – It's out of her comfort zone, but she's still, like, doing what she knows to be supportive, which is, like, feed people. Yeah. (laughs) Listen to them after school, you know? It's just, like, tell them some advice, you know? (laughs) But, yeah, it's so sweet. (laughs)
2: <laughs> a lot of parents mm-hmm. would say, you can never see, I mean, and they yeah, have and said they that. Yeah. Or you can but be they- like,
1: don't invite them over, ever.
2: <laughs> yeah, but they're, they still kind of like even break that, you know, and yeah. they do open themselves up. And Nick is such a lovable character.
1: It's yeah. like, how nice. can you not love him? Part of it, too, is like, they don't want to lose their own daughter. Right. So they realize they have to kind of change a little bit. So true. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, no one gets a handbook. And I right. think they're realizing, oh, we thought we could parent, and we parented fairly well up until this point, right. and now these people are becoming fully formed
1: humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we thought our and kid was one away, and now she's not acting like yeah, that anymore. Yeah, she's not on the
0: diath
2: or decathlon. She's not going to do the decathlon and be a athlete anymore. Oh, so. but I love,
1: I love that episode when she <laughs> but, goes yeah, back and, and they go back to cheer her oh, on. on. It's so good. And you really see her
2: competitive side, too. Like, this is something that she is so sure about. And you're like,
1: don't hide that you're smart.
0: Yeah. Go for Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. (laughs) And, yeah, there was, like, no competitiveness in the other group because she wasn't being actually challenged. Yeah. And, yeah, to find out, like, oh, yeah, she still misses that. Yeah. 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 Uh, She still enjoys being that person. Yeah. Right.
2: And that's where you see, like, a full-blown level of confidence with her. Because with with the freaks, Yeah. yeah, she's... Out of her comfort zone Right Trying to figure it out And be accepted
1: I know I love the um, they like Scene where She Realizes that She kind of Screwed up In the band episode Where she like Suggested that they Practice more And then mm-hmm. the band splits And it's just Seth Rogen's character And she's like Trying to talk to him And she's like When teenage wasteland Blah 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 And he's like It's Bob O'Reilly You know You don't even know The name of the song And he like Kind of just like Squashes her And puts her in her place And you're like uh, she doesn't know. You're yeah. <laughs> just like. But she wants to, so. She bad. thinks she does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, it's a learning curve for sure. Totally. Yeah. Lindsay. It's
0: really nice to see her, yeah, reconnect with Millie, too. Because yeah. Millie is such a great
1: character. Yeah. And
0: she was just like, why can't this be like this anymore? And, you know, Lindsay's just like, it can't. Like, I love this, but it, it can't be this way. Yeah. Right. Because we're growing up. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you go your go your own way. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and Millie's, like, you know, remaining firm in who she is, whereas Lindsay is just in this state of maluabil- like malleability. Yeah. She's malleable. Malleability. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's like, what word? Yeah, when you're, you know. <laughs> malleable. It's, she's it's,
1: malleable. Yeah, it, it's sort of, she's doing it earlier than some. It's like for a lot of people, that's like when you go off to college and you kind of had the opportunity to reinvent yourself or try something new or meet new groups of people. Mm-hmm you know she's she's testing it out a little bit earlier but mm-hmm.
2: I did read that in the pilot um they changed a bunch of things cuz initially it was going to be where Lindsay was already a part of the freak group and so they changed it so that she was introduced oh. to the freak group which i think makes more sense to her development over the course of the episodes yeah. in trying to acclimate and be a part of this and, like, group gain favor yeah. yeah,
1: or acceptance. Yeah. I, I feel like the big, I like the the themes of this show overall. A lot of them have to do with acceptance, mm-hmm. whether it's like acceptance of yourself mm-hmm. or being accepted by your friends or your family. It's kind of like all. And then the idea of family, it's got like your your actual family and then your chosen family, like your friend family. Right. Because uh-huh. the, the geeks are very much a family. The freaks are their own family. And then they each have their own real siblings or like i like the dynamic between sam and Lindsay, and how that progresses or just everyone dealing with their parents kind of coming to understand stuff more Mm -hmm. and then changing each other's minds a little bit even nick and his dad Mm -hmm. yeah it's good stuff
2: yeah totally it's so
1: it's so real
2: (laughs) yeah i mean that's why we spent the whole half talking about our own lives (laughs) this this is the triggers a lot of good stuff yeah Yeah. trigger is a great word (laughs) Um, in rewatching this, it definitely just felt like I was almost remembering a lot of myself, you know, in, in the past few weeks and rewatching, it wasn't me remembering the episodes from a while ago. It was me remembering my accounts as a middle schooler, as a high schooler, and even to college, you know, with certain things. Yeah. Like I was saying before, I kind of didn't dabble with alcohol and drugs until high or college. So a lot of these themes do translate to, um, more mature, uh, just growing up
0: yeah. scenarios. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the other things that I really enjoy about the show is uh, the the realization. I love watching things that show kids figuring out who their parents are, mm. and then parents figuring out who their kids are. Right, and then how maybe they don't know themselves as well as what they thought. Because my second favorite episode is probably the diary oh. when oh. the weird parents yeah. read Lindsay's diary, and they and Lindsay's mom finds out that. Lindsay doesn't really respect her mom because she thinks that she gets just, like, pushed around by the dad. Right. She was like, I don't know how my mom can stand him. Right. He doesn't show her any affection. Yeah. He just disrespects her all the time. How can my mom take that? Yeah. And the mom finding out, like, oh, yeah, maybe maybe I have let this go on a little too Mm -hmm. long. Right. But Harold, the dad... When he's, know. when he's made aware yeah. that this is how she feels, he was like, Oh, I thought I was doing a good job. Yeah. And just how people who can get so set in their roles mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and saying like, This is fine, everything is fine day to day, everything's great. It just like is a show that preaches Please be honest with one another and don't like fall into these habits. Yeah, you have to allow for some check change. Check in. Yeah, yeah you totally. Change and also check in with each other right. and make sure that everyone is feeling as loved and respected and fulfilled totally. as they should be.
2: Right. I mean, the mother and the father kind of do feel these very stereotypical, mother is the caretaker of the home and she makes all the Mm -hmm. meals and the father brings home the bacon, you know, but then seeing it through the eyes of the children and how they're viewing that relationship, very jarring. And Mm -hmm. it is, you know, again, a generational issue where the parents come from an age where they were watching Elvis on TV and things were a lot more um, proper, perhaps, and falling into those roles was so easy. And the children are questioning, well, what
0: what do these roles mean? And what does it mean for me moving forward? Right. Why why do I feel like, as a woman, I don't want to be that way that yeah. my mom is? Yeah. Right. Which mm-hmm. is totally cool. You don't mm-hmm. have to be that. Yeah. And is there a place for me if I feel like I don't want to be that stay-at-home mom? Right. Yeah. Nothing's cookie-cutter. Mm-mm. And this show, I think, was I mean, they say it's ahead of its time. But yeah, it was speaking to both parties in such a normal and natural way that was very shocking mm-hmm. at the true. time. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of shows are is speaking directly to the kids totally. or speaking directly to the adults. Right. And the show's like, we're going to do both. Yeah. yeah. And it
2: does a good job of it, of
1: mm-hmm. doing both, for yeah. sure.
2: And it seems very aware of itself, the right. show.
0: Yeah. Diana, you flipped to a page in your book. Did you oh. have something pulled up?
1: Uh, one other thing I was thinking as far as like character changes or things that I really liked. I love the episode. I was trying to check which episode it was. It's carded and discarded, which is episode number seven. Um, but I like it with the geeks because it's when the geeks meet the new girl. And they kind of have this opportunity to be cool to this new person mm-hmm. that doesn't have any preconceived notions about them. And they all like her. And then they all think like they all have a shot and she's awesome and she's willing to like do all kinds of stuff with them that their friends would do. Um, And that's, (laughs) I particularly remember that because it's got this like great Billy Joel song in the episode (laughs) where they're like doing their like model, is it an airplane? I'm trying Mm -hmm, to remember. mm -hmm. And it's like playing like Rosalinda's eyes or something like that. It's like this great song and you're just like, this is so nice. (laughs) and then that fleeting moment changes when she like gets taken over to the cool kids the cool kids and on the flip side of that i love that we have this like pretty much season long arc of sam liking cindy and then you realize that cindy's not that great Mm-mm. and that's kind of awesome agreed like it's kind of good for Sam to realize that she's like really demanding and not that nice and like cares a lot about social standing. yeah, yeah. yeah. and so superficial he, he starts to realize that maybe he doesn't like her and that's kind of awesome he's not like agreed. A pressured into being her boyfriend for forever and ever right. just because she's cool and pretty you know? or
0: changing yeah. yeah yeah
1: he doesn't he doesn't really want to change which is admirable and not everybody does that. yeah <laughs> yeah so I kind of love those two you know, juxt- juxtapositions of those girl characters that the geeks like, mm-hmm. you know, because they're sort of, like, the unattainable, and then they are mm-hmm. attained, and you're kind of like, oh, wait, maybe it's not what you thought. Yeah, like, meh. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it actually was kind of a shocker with Cindy because of how... Yeah, it took such a long time. She, and she was just, like...
1: She know, was pretty sweet for a while. Very
2: sweet, and yeah. always active in school activities hey, and Sam. volunteering. Yeah. yeah, and he'd always be like, oh... Hi, Cindy. I didn't see you there. You know, that was like literally their interaction the whole time. Like, so, hi, Sam. Oh, hi, Cindy. Like, literally. So cute. I couldn't turn the captions off when I was watching it. <laughs> it was very apparent how many times Sam said, oh, hi, Cindy. As if he wasn't lingering in the corner watching her, you uh-huh. know?
0: <laughs> Aww. Yeah, I liked that uh, that other girl character, the Maureen character. Yeah, Maureen. I liked it, too, that, yeah, at the end, she was like, I still can be friends with you. Like, right. I'm just friends with these other people, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, ooh, she's crossing lines. Yes. Yeah. That's
1: very cool. Yeah. yeah. I definitely, I identified with that, not in the high school setting, but when I was younger, because when I was in middle school I was friends with more kids and then when we got to high school they kind of started to diverge into various Mm. cliques Mm -hmm. for a little while at least like maybe freshman sophomore year I started to try and hang out with everybody still but then realizing like certain kids were quote-unquote cooler or they played sports or they did Mm. this or I was like these are the kids that are in all my honors classes and my my geek friends and I love them and -and so-and-so made fun of them and that's not cool so maybe I don't like that person as much as I used to you know it's sort of like a weird divide yeah but yeah Yeah. recognizing like hey we can still be friends I still like doing this stuff I'm just also gonna hang out with so-and-so yeah it's a major
2: awakening yeah I definitely felt like I kind of um permeated through different social groups like Um, My main core group were kind of like skater emo kids, you know, but then I was also super good friends from a very young age with like the AP kids and I was always like in the middle so I never like made it to those classes and then the kids that were just kind of like the kids you wouldn't want to bring home to introduce to your family like with tons of facial piercings that they would (laughs) do themselves, you know, the kids that were experimenting with things that were a little too early for my liking, but even still was like you kind still, of all inclusive, yeah. You
1: would still find somebody you connected with.
2: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And you do. You figure out what you're willing to expose yourself to, and what you're not. So some people kind of like it. it there's a shedding period too, where you have to let go of certain things because yeah. you know for yourself that it's not what you want. So unfortunately, a lot of the facial piercers were out. <laughs> <laughs> They were doing Aww. some scary stuff.
1: Aww. Yeah. Like, I always felt like there was there was also, like, instances, like, you know, like, getting back to, like, AV club with Daniel being in there. But, like, there's instances where you got along with certain people, like, certain classes or situations where you bonded. But then, like, in the real world, you just kind of acknowledge each other. But you wouldn't necessarily be like, yeah, we're really friends. But mm-hmm. maybe in some of these small instances, like, classes where you were more mixed with kids of different tiers, like language classes or other gym or stuff where you might not interact with certain people all the time but you're thrown into it Mm -hmm. sometimes you bond with certain people or sometimes you're like no no they are out to get me
0: yeah (laughs) i went to a fairly small school and elementary was kindergarten through sixth grade oh wow and i was with i moved to this area in indiana when i was in second grade and I was with the same group of kids all the way up through fifth grade. I was in, like, the A's class, whatever. And then sixth grade, they separated people out into three periods, like a first, second, and homeroom.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And my mom, all my friends, had their parents call in and say, I want this specific homeroom teacher. Ah. So Mom, please do it. And she was like, no, you'll get who you get. And so I made friends with a completely different group of people right. in sixth yeah. grade and got exposed to a lot of new and totally. different things. And I did some weird, questionable things. Yeah, But I made different friends that year. Yeah. yeah. But then my high school, which was right across the street from the elementary school, it was 7 through 12. Mm. And when I was a senior, my brother was a freshman, and my other sister was in 7th grade. And I graduated with like 70-some people. Oh, wow. And so I knew like the entire school. Ooh. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. And by that point in high school... I identified the most with like band nerds, but I was also still friends with like the A's class people who were kind of like the popular kids. Mm. They would just get like elected for like homecoming court. Right. right. Home court, yeah. You know? But they weren't necessarily popular. Everyone was popular. Yeah. Everyone, yeah. everyone knew, knew each everyone. other. Yeah. So nice. it was weird. <laughs> but I would definitely like the older I got, like there was always a rumor mill circulating. That's totally. Hilarious. And it kind of depended on who you were associating with. For like what kind of rumor was put mm-hmm. out about you. I'm like, this is so silly. We all like each other. What's, yeah. what's, what's the matter with this? We have like the the hicks, like the farm boys. I see, yeah. The the skater kids. Mm-hmm. I would pierce my friend's ears at my house okay, because they girl. would come to my house yes. to get their ears. Pierced. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but I was still like, guys, we have I have to be home by ten. <laughs> so. Weird mix of kids Very, growing up. Yeah. Oh,
2: man. But it is so crucial, you know, the culmination makes us who we are. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I'm so thankful that human character is cumulative. And I am who I am because of who everyone else was to me at the time that they were present. You know, right. so like Melissa right. Loro, who invited me over to her house, who wanted me to pierce her like upper lip. And her friend was piercing her like, you know, right above the chin. And mm-hmm. I'm just seeing this like jagged needle go through. And these were the girls that were like getting into drinking and all this stuff like too soon so for me like that group of kids was like i just can't i cannot right but even in spending time with those people i am so thankful and grateful because that i am who Mm -hmm. i am because of it totally exactly yeah yeah no regrets
0: no regrets no regrets no Uh (laughs) regrets no regrets He's under the he's under the bed. <laughs> One
1: McGirt under the Mark. bed.
0: <laughs> Any closing thoughts? Anything that anyone wants to touch on? This show is so expansive. I mean Did you
1: guys want to talk at all about the finale a little bit more? I know we kind of touched on like the Daniel and the geeks, but like True. Lindsay or Nick. Oh. Yeah. Well, well, with Disco Sucks and that coming full circle.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I You know, it is kind of a bummer that it didn't necessarily go on to another season, but I think that the show from the first pilot episode to the last episode is so perfect. And Mm -hmm. a lot of shows that go on, once they kind of really take off, the characters become so uh, over-exaggerated. They become cartoon characters of themselves. Like, within the first season, you really get that raw grid of what, what the viewer should be getting from it. And I'm kind of thankful in a way that it was just
1: Once this. One season? This. Yeah.
2: And with it ending in Lindsay telling her parents she's doing the one thing and then she decides to go, you know,
1: carpooling or, you know, she's grateful, following dead. The grateful yeah. dead. Yeah. yeah,
2: It's like, yeah, girl, you do what you want to do.
1: But I kind of like that she takes Kim along for the ride because mm-hmm. Kim's sort of stuck in her or mentally stuck in her life. Yeah. So it's kind of awesome that they're like, Yeah, we're going.
2: We're going. We're getting out of here.
0: See, I was I'm super grateful for the ending. Yeah. I think it's super bold Mm -hmm. and fresh. I was so disappointed in Lindsay. But that's the other flip side. That's the thing. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, oh, her parents are so great. And they've made such strides with you and they're trying to level with you. And you're still lying to them. Right? I definitely, and it broke I, my heart. Yeah, I get I, it. When I, it, when I, I totally first watched
1: it, it, I was sort of like, I don't know if I feel like that's what she really would have done. But you, Oh totally what she would have done. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah. I could definitely I was definitely a little disappointed when I first watched it. mm mm-hmm. But Going back to it later, I'm kind of like, all right, she's she's branching out. She's, yeah, she's trying. She's being true to herself yeah. in that
2: moment, at least. Because as we had seen throughout the series is that she would go back and forth. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the which wolf do you feed, the good wolf or the bad wolf? Right. And she was feeding both. Yeah. And so in the end, is it the good wolf or the bad wolf that she fed? fed? Or is it just like her being true to herself in that moment? Because trying to appease your parents at all times only – appeases your parents at all times right right It, it Can't doesn't work. appease yourself and yeah. you have to you have to be true to who you are
1: mm-hmm. And I guess I kind of liked that you know not necessarily that she chose like lying to her parents over going to summer program for math or something like that but sure. like I liked that she chose like taking Kim and having like this fun summer experience and not necessarily making her decisions because she had a crush on some dude, mm, which is yes. kind of good growth for her, at least in that regard. Totally. That's yeah. a very good point, yeah. yeah. And
2: it's... you think, too, about how Kim was in this very abusive totally. household. Yeah. Super toxic.
1: And still kind of abusive relationship with Daniel in the sense that, like, he would was... still flirt with other people, you know. I'm sure
2: that's what she had seen. Yeah. Her lo- I mean, we didn't really see too, too much in regards right. to, so like, her mother and her stepfather's dynamic. Right. But you can kind of wager, I guess, as yeah. to what – she has been presented as um, a quote unquote healthy relationship. Right. So her yeah. and Daniel going back and forth probably seemed normal. Mm-hmm. So her just escaping that yeah. with someone who is, you know, Lindsay's a rock, she's regardless a good of. To her. Yeah, she's definitely totally, a good friend Totally. To her. And yeah. she is someone who is definitely level headed, even though she's constantly questioning. Um, her parents and authority and what she considers to be right and wrong, despite what society is telling her is right and wrong. That's true. So Lindsay and Kim, I think would, it it would have been very interesting to see what would have come of all that potentially in a second season. But with the way it it
0: ended, we can who rubs
1: off on who in the long run. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: I will say that, It made me so happy to see Nick happy because I don't think disco sucks. I understand
1: that mentality. It's really kind of bittersweet. It's like, it's like sad when he has his new girlfriend and the rest of his friends are not accepting, Mm. but then when they come around towards the end, you're like, oh, it's okay. It's going to be okay.
0: (laughs) It's also sad because like Sarah, the Lizzie Kaplan character, did pre-Lindsey and then post lindsay it was someone who was, like, kind of in his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you kind of see her as,
1: like, she sort of likes him.
0: It, it's sad to to wonder, is like he with rebound. her because yeah. he can't have Lindsay? Right. Well, or is he truly
1: happy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or he's, like, he's with somebody who actually likes him. Who cares about nice him. nice to yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a bummer, but you're also like, oh. ah. Yeah.
0: yeah. But he seems very happy during that disco scene. Yeah. Which is really nice. It's yeah.
1: really fun. It's really good. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Not the end you would see for Nick and Dobbins. No, no. not at all. <laughs> not what I
1: expected no. at all. Not yeah, Mm-mm. none of them really is what I expected yeah. in that. Yeah, yeah, which, which I appreciate. That to me means that it was a good show <laughs> that they did a good job because I didn't see it all coming. Mm-hmm.
0: So. Yeah, I mean NBC is notorious for not necessarily knowing what to do with alternative programming, mm. and Freaks and Geeks at the time was, was. super alternative. Yeah. I feel like NBC is only comfortable with comedies that fit a very specific role. Mm-hmm. Very family-oriented, typically. Mm-hmm. Or like A Will and Grace, like very laugh track-oriented. Mm. Something that they can like keep their hands in all of the different pots. And Freaks and Geeks was so different and breaking the mold that I can see why, you know, like the first 12 episodes aired on NBC. They had it slated for 18. Fans came back and rallied. They aired three, and then the last, like, three episodes went to Fox Family, which mm-hmm. is so strange. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I nah. was reading up on that. Yeah. So, yeah, just knowing that this
1: show was so mishandled from the get yeah. is super
0: disappointing. It is disappointing. Yeah.
1: Like, it needed a better network or- Yeah. Like, Absolutely. if this had come out in the age of Netflix, oh, yeah, would have gotten a season Netflix two. original, yeah. yeah. I'm kind
0: of glad that it didn't.
1: It is. Yeah. It's kind of short and sweet. Exactly. So, yeah. And eighteen episodes is a lot in the grand scheme. Forty-four, of things. Yeah. some odd minutes. Is a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So in it, reality, that could have been two seasons if it was a Netflix show yeah. or something like that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But but yeah, it's true. It's kind of good. It's sort of a time capsule. I'm glad it's where it is. I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Makes it more special.
0: Because in the era of Netflix shows, I feel like a lot of them are popcorn shows. Yeah, you which, binge it, yeah. don't remember it, and you enjoy it. it. Yeah. But then you're like, I don't remember what happened. Yeah, yeah. these episodes they stay with, with you. you. They, they do. They're, they're like a hearty meal.
1: Yeah. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> a scarring meal. A scarring, <laughs> oh, meal.
2: triggering. It triggers me.
1: <laughs> good slash bad. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so yeah. Oh, cool. I think I think you're yeah, pretty it's good.
2: good on
1: that. Yeah. yeah.
2: Thank you for suggesting that we watch yeah. this for this episode. Yeah. So, yeah. so good. good.
0: I want to get into the habit of, yeah, doing more of like, oh, this is a current show. Oh, this is a show we all love. yeah Yeah. Yeah. Current throwback, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, these shows are important and there are lots of important shows on now and I think we should pay attention to all of them. Absolutely. Awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. it out. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be thinking about this for a while. This This was great. uh, Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, uh, just make sure to follow us on all the different channels. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Make sure to go to storiescreenbeacon.com. That is the hub for everything. Sign up for our newsletter. You can find out things about articles, podcasts, reviews, and then show times for our theater in Beacon, New York. So interact with us. Talk to us. Tell us what you want us to talk about. That's great, too. We kind of just choose on our own free will. Mm -hmm. But it'd be cool if you guys say we want to hear you talk about a certain thing. We would love to do that. Yeah. Give us some insight. But thank you so much, listeners. We'll catch you next time. And bye-bye for now. Bye. 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 It's Sorry, Birch. He didn't get any
1: of that fun oh. headphone tone. Oh, oh yeah, we gotta we gotta have some chit chat so that he has stuff to record.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, The That's moment has okay. passed. It's, it's over. now. The fun's
0: over.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we can do it it's after over. the break. I do hear a slight crackling when we're when we're laughing together loudly in oh. the left ear. Oh, okay. interesting. Snap, crackle, pop. Yeah, a little. Little crackle should I be should I be worried? If don't it um,
1: if it crackles <laughs> really crackle, loud, yeah. it's gonna hurt your ear. So just make okay. sure they're not like. Are, is there volume on those or no? I don't. I genuinely don't. <laughs> down know. Here, maybe? Oh,
0: yes, genius. What's that? What's that? that? Now we're whispering hello? so you <laughs> yeah, <don't, I> can't tell. <laughs> down the floor. Hello, hello. Is Hi. it better? Hello for you.
2: Hello. No. Nothing's happening. So. No. <laughs> I'll just leave this off the one ear. I don't want, what is it called, tinnitus?
0: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that got down. Well, this, yeah. is, this is just the volume Whoa. for us. Oh, okay. And then I think the gain sounds good to me. It sounds okay. great. Okay, cool. You're good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. We're, we're all good. Okay, awesome. All right.